Hey everyone, and welcome to Theana Money, where we seek to help the good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. This is Jeremy Collins, the host of Theana Money. I don't know what you all think of the title of this week's episode, but I hope it's something that seemed interesting to you. If you have been a listener to the show for some time, then this is by no means the first episode you are hearing from me about socialism. If you are new to the show, then go back and check out some of the multiple episodes I've done about socialism in the past, each one relating to a different aspect of socialism or looking at it from a different vantage point or looking at a passage of scripture that people twist to try to make the Bible support socialism when it doesn't. This week, we are looking at socialism from the angle of telos, and that will get us into productivity and the family, the household, and things like that. So what is telos? And some people say telos. It's an omicron, not an omega, so I'm saying telos. But before we jump into that, I have a couple of housekeeping things to take care of. First, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a rating and a review. Second, follow Theana Money on social media and tell your friends about it. See, by saying and with each point, I can say four things, but it counts as a couple, so you don't feel overwhelmed by all the things I have to say. Pretty smart of me, I know. And in case anyone didn't pick up on that and now thinks I'm super arrogant, that was... Completely sarcastic, completely facetious. So what is telos? Telos is a Greek word that refers to the end of something. But end there doesn't mean the conclusion or something like that. The generic sense we think of the word end today. It refers to the desired end of something. The purpose for which that thing was made. This is the sense that the Westminster Shorter Catechism means when it asks what the chief end of man is. And the answer, as many of you are probably already familiar, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That is the telos of man. That is the reason for which God created mankind. Truly, the telos of everything is to glorify God. But God created different things to glorify him in different ways. Not all the same way. God created humans and dogs and mountains all to glorify him, but they each do it in different ways. Or the spheres of sovereignty that I like to talk about so much on the podcast. The family, the church, and the state all glorify God, but each of those three institutions glorifies God in a different way. But ultimately, the telos of all creation is to glorify God and the way God designed for it to glorify him. So how does this idea of telos relate to socialism? It does so because socialism causes things to be used not toward the ends for which God created them. Let me explain and give some examples. 
every culture, every society, every institution, every group of people needs a telos if it wants to last a considerable length of time. It needs to have some kind of goal it is striving towards to stay cohesive and organized and not peter out over time. This is why people take Proverbs 29.18 out of context. They say, where there is no vision, the people perish. And for some reason, people who would never at any other time quote the King James, quote the King James here to make it support what they're saying. They say that to mean that where there is no guiding vision held by everyone in the group and probably put forth by the leader of the group, then the organization is doomed for failure. While that is a true statement and gets at this idea of telos, that's not what Proverbs 29.18 is teaching. It's referring to prophetic vision, to guidance from God, and it does not mean perish literally, but as the LSB puts it, the people are out of control, or as the ESV puts it, the people cast off restraint. So a way we could think of it today is, where the people are not living in according to God's teaching, which we have in his word, then the people are out of control and without restraint, which actually gets really great at the episode Deuteronomy or Judges. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. Judges or Deuteronomy? No, I said that right the first time. Deuteronomy or Judges, which you should go check out. It's basically the idea of Christ or chaos with Deuteronomy representing Christ, Christ's law, and judges representing chaos, everyone doing what was right in their own eyes, and then you know how horrible the things done in the book of Judges are. And if I thought about that, I would have quoted this verse in that episode, but I didn't, so I didn't. Maybe that just means I have to have another episode on a similar topic at some point and use this one. But anyways, before I get you all distracted on that rabbit hole, even though the verse they used to support that statement is ripped kicking and screaming out of its context, that doesn't mean the statement is untrue. It just means that verse is not support for it. Like I said, every group, whether their group is a nation, an organization, or some other group of humans working together, they all need a telos or the plans and or culture of that group will fall apart. There must be an overarching goal toward which they are working. Christianity has a telos. We are going out there to win the world for Jesus, obeying the Great Commission by evangelizing and discipling others. We are meeting together for church and practicing the ordinances. We are striving to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. False religions have a telos as well. Their telos might be flawed because it flows out of a flawed worldview, but a flawed telos is better than no telos at all. Trying to reach the great state of nothingness or trying to be a good enough LDS to be a god of your own world one day or spreading the message of Islam until Isa comes back. All of those are different teloses. I don't know if I should apply the Greek or English plural to that. I mean, you get the point. Telos is... If you know Greek, you shouldn't even say telos when it's not the subject of the sentence, but I'm getting really into the weeds there. They're all different teloses of different worldviews. They might be evil, anti-Christian worldviews, but they still have some concept of telos. And like I said, some concept of telos is better than none at all. 
This is why materialism is so horrible and so detrimental to societies and cultures. Just look at the bloodshed in the 20th century. That is one of the reasons why I would rather live in a nation ruled by a false religion rather than one ruled by atheism and atheistic ideas. Our brothers and sisters in Christ living in Islamic nations where Sharia is law will probably tell us how painful and difficult it is and how hard it can be to pay the jizya every year. But the hardships of living as a follower of Christ in that environment is less than living in a consistently atheistic one. Evolutionary atheistic materialism has no telos. The world is slowly getting worse and worse as entropy and the second law of thermodynamics progress. Until finally millions of years in the future we will experience the heat death of the universe and there will be no more living creatures of any kind. What is there to live for if you believe that's what the world is? What goal is there to work towards? Your own happiness? Why? Life is painful and after you die, no one will remember you in a matter of decades. Let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. So materialism has no telos. And we see that work itself out in different ways. One is socialism. So now we're coming back to where I said we'd give some examples and look at it. Socialism is an economic system compatible with materialism, not Christianity. As such, we should see the plagues of a lack of telos that dominate materialism also dominate socialism. If you don't have some sort of ultimate end goal you're working towards, you won't be willing to undergo hardships and trials toward that goal. Thus, you will just want to do what makes you feel best. That's why comfort and ease are such idols and dominate the lives of so many today. We see this play itself out in the household. The household used to be a place where work is done. The father worked in the farm behind the house, or in the forge beside it, or the shop out front selling wares or meat or whatever his specialty is, while the mother was in the house taking care of it, educating the children when they aren't getting on-the-job training with dad, and so forth. The household was the office, the school, the restaurant, the hospital, and more, all in one. It wasn't easy. It was a lot of work, but it was one means of accomplishing the telos of the Christian worldview. However, now the household is a place of comfort and amusement. That's amusement, but I emphasize the prefix there, the a, the a, the negative prefix that means you know contrary the opposite lack of etc because amusement means ah not muse which is to think or consider so a lack of thinking deeply is amusement you're just going with the flow you're not really thinking about it the household is now where we all act like peter griffin homer simpson how from malcolm in the middle etc doesn't it seem like every TV show with a household somehow involved in it for the last couple decades seems to play off of that in some sense? The idiot father who hates his job and wants to come home from work, watch sports, and have a physical relationship with his wife. 
I censored that because I don't know if any of the listeners have this playing with their children around as part of an economics education for their children or anything like that. But you see that with the shows these days, the idiot father who doesn't seem to know how to do anything and just wants to have fun all the time and get home from work as soon as possible, like the country song, it's five o'clock somewhere. While there are many factors to the destruction of the family we are seeing today, which is related to how television shows like to portray fathers, a lack of telos which results in comfort being the highest good is one of those factors. Since comfort is the highest good when mankind no longer has a chief end to work towards, work is no longer a good thing where we go to glorify God through our labor. This is a loss of the Protestant work ethic. Part of the Protestant Reformation was to tear down the sacred-secular divide when it comes to vocation. The man God calls to be a smith is not doing pagan work while the man God calls to ministry is doing holy work. All work done by Christians in the field God has called them to at that point in their lives is holy work because it is done to God for his glory as long as it's being done with a proper God-honoring attitude. But now we don't even have the framework to debate whether or not non-ministry jobs are glorifying to God or not, like the Reformers did with the Catholic priests 500 years ago. Now all work, so-called sacred or secular work, is profane because we hate work and we just want comfort. We don't remember the goal of the world that we should be working for, and because we forget about telos, we hate the work necessary to accomplish that telos. Once again, this is the result of secularism and materialism and the worldview that they bring, which is against the Christian worldview. Work is now just that thing that you have to do to get to the weekend so you can do what you really want to, your ultimate end goal in life, comfort and amusement. That hatred for work is related to the lack of telos. This was not intended to follow last week's episode as some sort of part two to it, but it kind of follows along nicely on this point here. So go check out last week's episode about the anti-work culture, because it actually really ties in with what I'm talking about right now at this part of this week's episode. I actually had this week's episode uh, in mind way before I had last week's episode in mind. They just happened to tie in so well. So we no longer see an overarching end goal in our painful labor and toil, which would be the glory of God through working for his name and his honor in the midst of a sin-cursed world to take care of the families he has given us and make a foundation for future generations. So now, like I said, work is just what we have to do to survive and get a paycheck to pay for our house and our Netflix and our TV and Wi-Fi and all that. And work really isn't anything more than that, just a means to an end of our own comfort. And once again, that leads perfectly into the anti-work culture we looked at last week and how they don't want to work and think they should just get a universal basic income check and give nothing in exchange for it. It's somehow unfair that they have to work and provide to get something in return. 
But anyways, that was last week's episode. Go listen to it. This is this week's episode. And so we're continuing on. We should expect a growth in socialism when there is a loss of telos. Like I said before, even pagan religions have a form of telos. So they are better than pure materialism. Because even something demonic works better in God's world than something that rejects the spiritual altogether. But they will only go so far before they too fall short. Picture it like various worldviews are in a hundred meter dash. Atheistic materialism trips in its first step and it actually falls backwards so it ends up behind the starting line. So it finishes not even at the starting point. Because hashtag dat presup. Hinduism, Shintoism, and other Eastern religions make it a couple steps before they trip and fall. LDS, more commonly known as Mormonism, makes it a few steps further and then it falls. Jehovah's Witnesses go a few steps further along and the reason they do a little bit better than Mormonism, I'm sorry, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is because at least Jehovah's Witnesses are monotheists, not polytheists like LDS. Islam makes it a bit further than Jehovah's Witnesses, not falling until like 20 meters in because it adopts many of the biblical principles and recognizes some authority in the Bible. Judaism falls shortly after Islam because conservative Jews recognize half the Bible, but they misinterpret it and don't have God because Jesus said if you don't have the Son, then neither do you have the Father. Only Christianity has a proper worldview a proper understanding of redemption, a new heart of flesh rather than a heart of stone, and a right understanding of telos to be able to make it to the finish line. When we see this as God's world, where he has given us commands to evangelize, disciple, marry, have children, raise our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, submit to your husband if you are a wife, Lead and love your wife like Christ does the church if you are a husband. And build God-honoring culture that will transcend generations and change the world. Advancing the gospel and bringing other benefits to the world like hospitals, orphanages, and a higher literacy rate. All things which are a result of the Christian worldview, by the way. And all of this is to be done to the glory of God because he commands it and we are his unworthy servants. And also because he has saved us, so what can we do but honor the one who redeemed us by giving our lives in his service? And also because we know that our lives are most pleasant when we live them in obedience to God. Even when that obedience to God brings suffering, like when we are persecuted for the faith, we still have a joy that we wouldn't have if we were the richest person alive and an unbeliever because then we wouldn't have the peace of God. Wow, that was like the run-on sentence to end all run-on sentences. Anyways, all of that is a result of the Christian worldview and the telos it brings to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And I've been trying really hard to not say that Postmill gives us a better foundation for this than some of the other positions, but honestly, I think it does i mean this is a theonomy podcast i'm sure at least like half my listeners are post mill but honestly i think it does because i think post mill leads us to build things that will last for generations 
although Christians with other views have built things that have lasted generations as well. So I don't want to act like we we're the only ones. I graduated from a more or less like entirely dispensational Bible college. I was one of the few not dispensational students in the school when I graduated. And at that point, it was going on like third generation students in the college. So obviously other views build things that last generations. So that being said, all Christians, but especially the post-mill or optimistic historic pre-mill, believe that this world is heading towards a trajectory that Christians should be building towards and living our lives in certain ways toward that end because God has commanded us to live in such a way. Socialism has no such end goal. It has no such telos. Why work hard to build things when you get paid no more for having built it than you would otherwise, since the income pool is distributed based on equality or need, not based on input? Why should you work harder so that someone else can slack off? Why build something to last generations if all we are is sound and fury signifying nothing? Maybe if you put your name on it, people will remember you for a few generations after you die, but that's about the extent of it. Even if people do remember your name, what's the point? They are just fizzing stardust that fizzes the name of some other fizzing stardust. What's so cool about that? If socialism has any sort of telos at all, it is only to build their dream utopia. But that dream utopia always fails because a telos, to be successful, needs not just an end goal but also a means to get there. And socialism has none because it denies mankind's selfish and sinful nature, which always foils the plans. And it also denies God's rules for the world, such as, thou shalt not steal. Rules which doom such plans to failure. And even if that socialist utopia is realized, it is temporary because they are still materialists. Even if this utopia lasted for millions of years, it would still end with the heat death of the universe, according to their worldview. It isn't a true eschatology because it ends and there is something else after that. The rest of time when all life has ceased to exist. Without an eschatology to be working towards, how can it be a true telos? That's why socialism doesn't build things like Christianity does. The guiding principles are different. Our God is the only true God and he gives us righteous commands that we carry out successfully by his power. Their lowercase g God is the state, their status, which carries out orders like building projects from on high. But the issues with socialism make many of them either never come to completion or take longer than they should to be completed or not be done properly or even if we're, we're all to go well, the progress in that nation won't last because the worldview doesn't justify that, and eventually the worldview works itself out to its logical conclusions. Humans can only take the cognitive dissonance so long. Whether it is months, years, or generations, a poor worldview will bear fruit for destruction in a civilization, and a materialistic worldview with no telos is about the worst worldview out there. 
But take heart in that, Christian. The pagans may have short-term wins, a battle here and a battle there, but eventually what they build will collapse on itself and the Christians around at that time will rebuild from the ashes, furthering Christ's kingdom from what, shortly before, looked like only despair. So that was this week's episode of Theana Money. As we go, I want to remind everyone that the law of the Lord is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. So go apply that law in light of the gospel of Christ's atoning death and resurrection to every area of life. Grace and peace, friends. Satisfies me Your law is sweet Oh, you satisfy